Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Family Mission Podcast. That's right. We are so glad you joined the conversation today. We, as always, are excited to have this time with you. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. Here we go. (laughs) Just to let you in on a little bit of pre-live conversation, Um, Sam and I (laughs) were over here laughing. We were... And I don't even know how we got it, other than the fact that here on the ranch where we, we live. Yeah, we're, um, we're recording this, and we can look out the window. It's a beautiful day outside. Beautiful day. There's like sun outside, and there's just really nice hills and stuff. And uh, on these hills are some donkeys. That's right. And these donkeys... Um, <laughs> Every once in a while, they just break out. Yeah, they'll know, just go at just it. Sometimes they'll fight thing. each other, too. Yeah. I mean, there's no, no holding back. I think what started it was we talked about doing a... Podcast outdoors. Yeah, I and had that I said, idea. That's how the conversation. What if we started. recorded it while we were sitting outside? If we're sitting outside. I said, "Well, that's all fine and good as long as the donkeys behave themselves." Exactly. As long <laughs> as they don't start get you know get going. And so, from one thing to another, then it kind of came. Well, how do uh, you know? Why do the Republicans have an elephant? Why do the Democrats have a donkey? Because <laughs> it's like I don't even know why there's a donkey. I mean, <laughs> and so we might have just divulged our ignorance in a lot of these <laughs> things, but. If somebody out there knows what the origin of that is. Yeah, leave a um, comment. Leave a comment. Leave a review. Let us know why. Why are Democrats donkeys and Republicans <laughs> elephants. elephants? Where does that even come from? Where does that come from? But anyway. I probably learned it in high school and forgot. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a high school question that they would have. Or at least should be on the back of a cereal box. Yeah, that should be. That should be like on a Snapple lid. Exactly. A Snapple lid. A Snapple lid. Or a cereal box. <laughs> That's where you get that kind of important information. And you guys drink Snapple. They still have the facts. Even on the new bottles, uh-huh. they still have the facts on them. That's right. I didn't know that when they switched from glass to plastic, I kind of was hurt mm-hmm. a little bit by that because I enjoyed the glass, you know, tinkly bottles. Yeah. And But they, they still have the... The facts on the bottom, even the though it's plastic. There. Yeah, it's still there. Well, that's what you're going to get today. You're going to get just the facts. Just the facts. Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. Just the points. Like Dragnet. <laughs> no, that's dating myself. Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. We'll give you the points. One, Don't two, go three, off four. on all these rappers. Just give me the facts. Part, you know, 32, point number 55. <laughs> Subparagraph C. <laughs> Anyway, we are, as always, here on Family Mission. We're just excited about the conversation because conversations where you're living life, it's what life is made of. Life is a conversation. It's not just a verbal conversation, but it's it's what we do. It's how we interact with each other. And and I'm excited to get into John 11 today because we're going to have some pretty exciting interaction take place. And there's a lot we can learn from the interaction of Jesus and his disciples and three siblings known as Mary. Martha and Lazarus. Lazarus. That's right. Three famous people in the Bible: Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And we're there's gonna... a lot of these trios in the Bible that you don't even realize are mm-hmm. siblings. Like I didn't realize you would tell me about it. Moses, mm-hmm. Aaron, and Miriam. That's right. They're, siblings. they're all siblings. That's right. I mean, that's uh, that's good to know. <laughs> so when Aaron and Miriam kind of conspire against Moses. Yeah. I mean, you don't separate the human <laughs> dynamic. I mean, yeah, there's anointing, there's calling, God's working, but they're family. Yeah. I mean, these are siblings. And so <laughs> when they got siblings. ticked that Moses got an Ethiopian wife yeah. and they spoke, you know, does the Lord only speak through Moses? I mean, Aaron was his mouthpiece. Man, God got mad <laughs> I know. that he they rose the, up against Moses. He was <laughs> struck with, bo- was it leprosy? Leprosy. Yeah, they didn't know a joke. Oh, my gosh. So anyway. But siblings yeah. are fun. 
mine, aren't they? Yeah, so, you know, you talk about <laughs> sibling rivalries. There's yeah. all throughout the Bible. And, of course, right here we got siblings, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. But let's, uh, let's begin today's uh, discussion here, getting into John 11, verse, verse 1. Verse 1, right at the beginning. Yeah, and I'm reading the NIV. It says, now a man named Lazarus was sick, and he was from Bethany, uh, not Bethany, Missouri, <laughs> Bethany there over in Israel. <laughs> I say that because I grew up in Trenton, and there was a town, Bethany. We played him in football. There you go. So if any of my friends from Trenton are listening, we're talking about Bethany over the pond. Yeah, it's over there. <laughs> over the ocean. <laughs> over the ocean. No, he was man, from, I uh, just was sick. <laughs> he was from Bethany. <laughs> you better take over. I'm trying to, I'm I just, might go down a rabbit trail. <laughs> I was trying to... <laughs> <laughs> lead, our, lead our listeners into the ditch on a rabbit there trail here. The village of Mary and her sister. Martha. Now this Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. That's a nice little tidbit, good to know. Yeah. A little, con- what do you call it, continuity? Caveat there. Yeah. So the sister went, sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Hello. When he heard this, Jesus said, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for the glor- for God's glory so that this God's son may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed there where he was for two more days. And then he said to the disciples, let's go back to Judea. Then verse eight, we got some, you know, rebuttal here, but mm-hmm. rabbi or mm-hmm. teacher, they said, a short while ago, the Jews, they are tried to stone you. And yet here you are going back. That's pretty, that's pretty logical, yeah. you know, question. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're going back to where they tried to kill us. Okay. You know, it's like Jesus, was was, it's like Jesus was in the car and he said, God, drive by. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Are you sure we want to go back there? <laughs> they just tried to kill us all. <laughs> are we absolutely sure that that's where we want to go? <laughs> and Jesus answered. I love how sometimes when you hear Jesus answer, it's like, Where'd that come from? Mm-hmm. You know, like, how does that connect? It's like teachy, if you, okay, one day when you're a parent, you'll understand teachable moments. <laughs> teachable <laughs> moments. This was a teachable <laughs> moment with Jesus and his followers. And they're like afraid for their life. And he's like, guys, we're not afraid here. Yeah. Here's a lesson. Are Let's there not go. 12 hours in the day? And when one walks in the day, they don't stumble. That's true. He sees by the light of the world. But when it's, a person at night walking, that's the one who stumbles. Excuse me. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It is the person who walks at night that stumble, for they have no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going to go there and wake him up. Thank you. That's good. To know. Now his disciples. If your alarm said, go, doesn't go off, don't see, worry. they're not letting go of the fact that this is a bad idea, Master. Yeah. Because we he said, "Here's what there. they said: Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get better." In other words, why do we got to go wake him up? Just let him sleep. He'll get better. I mean, they are not thinking this is a good idea to go back into that region where they had tried to kill Jesus. But then Jesus had to speak plainly to him because he said, uh, verse 13, he was speaking about his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep, of course. So then verse 14, Jesus speaks plainly. Lazarus is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Lazarus is dead. Dead, And for your sakes, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe or that you may trust. Let us now go to him. Verse 16. Huh? This is a ringer. Still this book. (laughs) 
It's so funny. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Charge! Let's go charge! Thomas is like, yeah! If, if he's going to die, let's all die. Let's all go die with him. <laughs> so... You can That's see so there's funny. a lot to kind of unpack. There's in this, a lot going on. In this passage, there's a lot of emotions. Yeah. A lot of opinions. That's true. A lot and, of thoughts. Uh, a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings that are getting stirred up in this whole conversation yeah. that, you know, first of all, began with Mary and Martha mm-hmm. uh, sending word to Jesus all the way back in the first part of John 11. Yeah. And word comes to Jesus, and the very first thing it says of course, they appealed to his affections for Lazarus. Because the one whom you love is sick. So I'm kind of trying to leverage the emotion of what you feel. Now, because you feel this way, you're obligated to come. come. Yeah. And uh, we call that guilt tripping. We call that guilt tripping. Exactly. <laughs> Grade A guilt, guilt tripping. Trip. Now, we're not judging their motives on this, no. but that is clearly how guilt tripping works, is you appeal to a person's emotions where basically you remove their choice. Yeah. They don't have a choice. They got to do what you say because you're telling them how they feel. Because they should feel that way. Exactly. And so look at what, and I think this is so interesting, verse five, um, now Jesus loved Martha and the sister Mary. And Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, even though they tried to kind of pigeonhole him and say, this is the one you love, you need to come now. He said, no, we're going to stay here two more days because he was in the town. He was teaching. He was explaining You know, uh, what we know is the gospel, who he is, why he came. He was unpacking the Old Testament scriptures. And if you hear and you read in the gospel accounts, every time he spoke, people were astonished at his teaching because he spoke as one who had authority, really knew what he was talking about. It wasn't the fact that he was just an educated man, a rabbi. This rabbi was different than any other rabbi they'd ever heard. Yeah. He knew from whence he was speaking. He knew what he was speaking. And so many times they were astonished at his teaching. And so notice then he decided to stay there two more days. And I think it's interesting too that in that verse five, it says it it does confirm, you know, they said the Lord who you love. Mm-hmm. And then it confirms, it says he did love yes. Martha. And her, so they weren't wrong in saying you love. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to use that as an example to say, hey, you know, even in this, you can see the dynamic of people. Because there's a lot of times, you know, some of this, it's not polished. Mm-hmm. You know, when you read the scripture, it's not just, we we like to say it's not like the Facebook version or it's not just the yeah. highlight reel. Yeah. You know, it shows the humanity of these people and their livelihood, mm-hmm. you know, historically. Historically, that what they've done, what they're doing, how they acted, the recount of their words. Um, and it brings in the natural just thinking of man and how people deal with each other whenever you read these scriptures. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you read here, I mean, obviously they're in distress. Mm-hmm. You know, the sisters, there's just their brother is dying mm-hmm. and there's nothing, no doctor, no, I mean, no one can cure what's going on. Right. You know, they know Jesus. And they know the miracles of Jesus. They know the miracles. And I thought, well, man, if he's healing all these people. Strangers, yeah. he's surely going to heal someone. Well, it'd be whom it'd be loves. like if someone had the cure to cancer, mm-hmm. and then everyone like someone you like you grew up with the person that knew how to cure cancer. <laughs> Come on, and then your brother got cancer. You're thinking, all right, I'm going to you because right. I know you and I know you got the answer. Mm-hmm. So like, 
Come you know, on. Do something. Come on. That's right. I mean, and that's even that's pretty justified. And what we really see, and we're without directly addressing it, what we're really talking about, Sam, is how misunderstood love is. Yeah. The word love, you know, and the emotion of love. God is love. And and God wants to get involved and God will get involved. But we notice sometimes that love's response isn't always what we want it to be. Yeah. Um, someone who loves us, truly loves us, and is really walking in agape love, divine love, may not always have the response that when you look at the world's definition of love, how Hollywood has defined love, how soap, soap operas define love. Hallmark. Hallmark defines love. Whatever love you want to use as a definition, when you start seeing agape divine love, Jesus, who is the expression of that love, you find out he's going to respond in a way that isn't always what Hollywood would do or Hallmark would do. There's going to be, because love's going after truth. Love is all about bringing forth truth. And sometimes you got to peel through a lot of uh, layers to get to the real core. Um, There's a lot of layers of pretense. There's a lot of layers of things going on and and love is going after that honest heart that honest response and so he because here's the thing you say why did he stay what we could conjecture a lot of things but we do know this jesus said i only do what i see my father do yeah i only say what i've heard with my father And even when that woman caught in the act of adultery was thrown down into his midst and says, well, the law says this and Moses says this, what do you say we do with her? And even in that instance, he knelt down and paused and it says he just kind of scribbled in the dirt, you know, was obviously waiting on the father. What do I do? What do I say? And then he rose up and said those beautiful words, he who's without sin, throw the first stone. So him waiting these two days is clearly, if we know nothing else, we do know this. It was because Father nudged him to stay. Father uh, put it in his heart to stay. And then we see in verse 7, now he's ready to go. Let us go back to Judea. Yeah. So now. Two days pass between the Two scriptures. days pass. Yeah, there's stuff that happens. In two, I mean, how many know a lot of stuff happens in two days. And see, they didn't have cell phones. It's true. So it's not like, you know. Every 30 minutes, are, are you on your way? Come are you on, on your Jesus. way? They didn't have Live 360. Yeah. You know, they couldn't, they couldn't like tra- track ping, his, you know, his cart speed as he's riding ping in the back. Jesus and just say, now where's he at? Is he on you his know, way? How fast are you going on the donkey? He's like, bringing donkeys back into this. How fast is he going? He's going two footsteps per hour or something. So, but really, I mean, these are funny things we're kind of poking at, but it's true. They didn't have what we have today. And so all they knew is by messengers, they sent an appeal and they appealed to his love for, for Lazarus. And that's and when that messenger walked out the door, all they can do now is just wait. And they're at home waiting and they're with their brother Lazarus. And day one passes, day two passes, and it probably took a day to even get there. Yeah. And so now, because what you find out later in the story, when he did return, Lazarus had been dead four days. So, I mean, that's the time. So the messenger probably, I mean, if he got, so he had two days he waited by the time he got the message. So probably a day for so the, that messenger means the messenger to get there. So the messenger was probably two days because he well, left while they had he was a day alive, to travel right? back. 
Oh, they did have a day to travel. So back. a day so for day, the messenger to get there. Day for he the waited two there. days, and then they took a day of travel back. to get back. So he, then that's four days. That's four days right there, man. And so then that means pretty much right after the messenger left, he passed. Mm-hmm. He had to by that account. Yeah, man. So, I mean, and all they can be doing is waiting, and that's what's happening. But Wowzers. now let's let's get back into what you were kind of uh, looking at, Sam, in verse eight. You know, now we shift to the dynamic of him and his disciples. Yeah. And all they can think of is, dude, I mean, I don't why, go why do we there. go back? Because we, you, I mean, they tried to kill you. They tried to stone you. We got, we barely got out of there, you know, alive. And now you're wanting to go back. And he, you know, verse nine, teachable moment, talks about working in the day, not stumbling in the light. But if you walk at night, those who walk at night, those are the ones who stumble. Well, he was. And you were talking about this before we went live. He was and he is the light of the world. That's true. So here he comes. And verse 11, um, he talks about this sleep thing. And this is something I want to talk a little bit about here before we read further in the story, Sam. Um, Jesus said he's asleep. Now, he clearly knew that he had died. He knew that. Because later on when they didn't get it, he said, Lazarus is dead, guys. He had, I mean, so he knew he was dead, but he didn't say that. He said, my friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. I must go and wake him. Yet in the natural, I mean, he's clearly dead, D-E-A-D, dead. Yet Jesus said, I must go and awake him. Here's what I want to kind of talk about, because there's times in our life in our families, in our marriages, in our homes, in relationships, physically, through things that we face in life, you know, with the challenges of, you know, all kinds of sickness we deal with today, the pandemic that came upon our nation here a couple of years ago, all these things, there's there's real struggles, there's real challenges, there's real fear that's out there. And notice what Jesus said, what people need to be is awakened, they need to be awakened. Jesus awakens mm-hmm. us. Jesus awakens situations that we find out here in just a few minutes. It's not just bad. It's four days dead. Yeah. I mean, you could have a bad situation. You can be in a bad way. You can be in a difficult time. But when it's dead, four days dead, that's pretty much over. There's just yeah. no turning back from that. And yet all Jesus says, no, you just need to be awakened. Yeah. And that's what the truth, that's what we love bringing these podcasts to you, because when we talk about truth, we want your heart to be awakened. We want your faith to be awakened. We want your hope. You know, in fact, I really had it in my spirit that for some here today, hope has died. Dreams have died. Well, Jesus can wake that dream up. That's good. Jesus can wake that hope up. Jesus can wake up your future, and he can He can put your past to rest. And he can wake up your dreams. Well, see, that's the hope of the gospel. Mm. You know, and that's, without hope, your faith has nothing to hook on to. Mm -hmm. You can have faith in God. You can believe Jesus is the Messiah. You can believe he's the son of God. Mm -hmm. But unless you really hope, you know, all you got is a belief system. Mm -hmm. All you got is a bunch of ideas and a theology. But hope comes from relationship. Yeah. Hope comes from trust. It comes from expectation. And it comes from, like he even said here, walking in the light. Yes. You know, the Bible says that we are the light on a hill. We're the light, a city on a hill. We're the light of the world. So even in Matthew, because that's in Matthew, Jesus talks about this light. Mm-hmm. But then he also calls us the light. 
Amen. So if well, how how is he the light and we're the light? Well, you'd go later on in John, it says, if you're in me and I'm in you, John chapter like 15, 16, 17, Jesus starts discussing us being in him and him being in the Father mm-hmm. and us working together. And, and so whenever we're walking with him daily, we're putting our hope in him. Yeah. We're putting our trust in his ways. Right. We're putting our trust in, in, in every word that he speaks to us by our by the Holy Spirit into our spirit. Um, what he speaks through scripture, what he speaks through teaching, what mm-hmm. he speaks through podcasts. Yeah. You know, what we when we walk with that hopeful expectation every single day, then we begin to shine. Yeah. And then the light comes so that people who are in darkness don't stumble. So then our neighbor, our spouse, mm-hmm. our brother, our sister, our sibling, our aunt, our uncle, um, yeah. you know, they don't begin, our grandparents, they don't begin to stumble, mm-hmm. our grandchildren. Yeah. I mean, you think about that. When then you're walking the light, that gives someone a chance to say, whoa, okay, that's a pitfall. Yeah. You know, there's something there that I need to watch out for so I don't stumble and I don't fall. So, but it takes that, that expectation, mm-hmm. you know, that even if something's dead, yeah. Letting Jesus be the one to, to to bring it to life. You know, and even in nature, that's everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's seasons, and in wintertime, stuff dies. Yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> some of the trees. I mean, it's pretty well dead. Mm-hmm. But yet, you come again, and then even whenever you're, um, there's a name for it. It's whenever you take, mom's done this before. Mom has, uh, what are those little plants called that I used to have in here? They're like the little, they're not a cactus, but what are the su- succulents? Succulents. Okay, succulents. <laughs> those things can multiply. <laughs> if a leaf breaks off, you just take the leaf and you just shove it in dirt. There's no roots. I mean, there's nothing yeah. really going. It's just you shove the leaf in this, what's there, and you just stick it in the dirt, you know, the part that's goes. like, and then away it goes. What is that? Well, technically that leaf's dead. It's disconnected, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yet you replant it. Yeah. And then there it grows a whole nother, a whole nother plant. Yeah. And that's a, you can do that with, there's a name for that. And if any of you guys garden or into plants, <laughs> you probably know what I'm talking about. I'm not sure the exact term for it. So we've, we've given you two assignments here today as yeah. our listeners. Number one, number one, what does the donkey and the elephant have to do with yep. Democrat Republic? What does it have to do with anything? What does it have to do with anything? And then and number two, two, what's that name for, for the, succulents when you... Yeah, or break, any plant. Or any plant that breaks off and can then and reproduce. You, you like replant it. You replant it. I know, it. but it's not just replant. There's like a specific name for it. I can't remember it, but that <laughs> that idea and that principle. Yeah. You know, what we're talking about is that if something's dead and broken off, God can take it and replant it in Amen. your heart. He can replant that dream. Mm-hmm. He can replant that skill. Yeah. He can replant that relationship. That's right. You know, it's it, it just takes allowing the, the Father to come into the situation and to get involved and to replant it mm-hmm. with Christ Amen. You know, in our hearts. And that's, it's naturally around. So you can see it's not something that's that foreign, right? You know, if the natural plants can do it, then by golly, spiritually, how yeah. much greater can God, how much greater, you know, you and st- you know, here's part of it. What we're dealing with too, is an issue of trust, you know, verse 14, when Jesus had to kind of, help him realize I'm not talking about natural sleep. He said, Lazarus is dead. That's verse 14 of John 11. Lazarus is dead. In other words, Jesus wasn't acting like nothing was wrong, but yet clearly he said, let's go, let me wake him up. And yet he knew Lazarus was dead. And now he had to explain to his disciples, Lazarus is dead. And he says, for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe. And see, the word believe is a word we know as trust. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't there. 
He said, for your, he's talking to his followers. I'm yeah. glad I wasn't there for your sake. Now Ooh. that you may trust how much, <laughs> because see, this is all about trust. Yeah. If Jesus is going to wake you up, you got to trust Jesus. If Jesus is going to heal your body, you got to trust Jesus. Yeah. If, if, if he's going to provide for you and lead you and guide you and become your Lord and your Savior, it all boils down to will you put your trust in him? Even if you don't understand it. Especially when you don't understand it. You know, it. and that's something that you've you even uh, shared this with me, you know, submission. You know, a lot of times you know, we talk about submit. Mm-hmm. And I want to I use this parallel in Scripture. Whenever Paul's talking to husband and wives, uh, he says to wives, says, wives, submit to your husbands. That's essentially mm-hmm. all that he really says to wives. Uh-huh. Now, when he goes to men, it's like a list. <laughs> oh, like man. This, 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 this. You got to be this way. You got to have. Anyway, I'm just throwing that out there. So don't get on me about the word submit. But I think it's huge mm-hmm. because I think that's even that even I think comes from a wrong place, that response. Mm-hmm. You just mentioned the word submit. And it's like you got the fight in Irish, yeah, exactly. you know, Dukes up like, <laughs> exactly. I'm not submitting, no, you can't do. shove me down, you know, don't tread on me or whatever. Okay. But Listen. it shows just like love's not understood. Submission's not understood. Because these things are, are inseparable because yeah. it's about trust and it's about love. It is about trust. And, you know, submission doesn't start mm-hmm. until you don't agree. Hello. You're not really submitting to anyone mm. until you don't agree with them. Yeah. <laughs> until you don't understand. Or Otherwise, you're, you're in agreement. Otherwise, you're in agreement. You're just you're just working together. It's yeah. not, there's no submission there. Yeah. But submission comes whenever your will is under, yeah. even though it's a different one. It's still you're you're yielding to the other. And in that. Jesus Himself would not ask anything of us that He did not do Himself. That's exactly. And right. His life was a life, a total life of submit. This is why some people don't get Jesus. Yeah, they don't. They don't get Him, and in, in some ways they don't understand Him because He was a man so submitted to His Father. So submitted. yet was He bound? Was He a slave? No, I think walking on the water is pretty cool. I think, I think wind and waves, you know, listening, listening to, to me is pretty cool. I think demons getting cast out is pretty cool. I think healing all kinds of sick people is pretty Helping powerful. Helping people doing good. I think feeding the poor is pretty cool. Being anointed with joy among I everyone mean, else. the most happy, happy man around. I think that's pretty cool. cool. So yet he was the most submitted man. That's exactly See, right. See, sometimes that shows how much we don't under, understand this trust, Yeah, which is submission. Jesus yeah. trusted his Father. He did. Even though he wanted something different, he prayed it out in the garden. Nevertheless, not my will, but your, your will, will be, be done. done. In other words, he demonstrated And then when he taught us to pray, it was trust. the same thing. Yes. Our Father who's in heaven, hallowed yeah, be, be thy name. name. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your will be your done. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. That's like the same, same Your kingdom, right your will, not my kingdom. My will. My plan. Even my though will. he's the king, yeah. he still wasn't like, my kingdom come. It's your kingdom yes. come. See, even, even in that. Because he taught us to pray to our, our father, father, his father submission. and our father. He's king of kings. <laughs> but see, that's so beautiful. But that, that, that understanding, mm-hmm. you know, of... Because again, you you take it back. You go back to the love definition. Well, if you really loved me, Jesus, you would have got here before he died. Yeah. If you really had a you know any sense, I mean, and no. that would be you know, I mean, there's a lot of situations where that's the reaction. Well, here, I mean, you said that. Let me give that scripture to our listeners. Um, yeah. Verse twenty. We this is just on down in the story. Verse when 20, Martha 21. heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. 
So Martha ran out ahead, and Martha said to Jesus, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Right there. So what you just said, I wanted our listeners to hear or see. That's right there in verse 21. Yeah, 21. And then she says, But yet now I know that even God will give you whatever you asked. See right there, that second part was the submission. The submission. That second part was that trust. I'm mad you didn't come. I'm really. I'm not going to let you see it, but I'm really ticked on the inside. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, this is but not cool. Maybe you would still offer a prayer. Exactly, but nevertheless, <laughs> you know, and see, but that, at what point is God, you know, at what point does Jesus hold that place? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what does it take? Yeah. You know, for us to really allow just just to trust him that you know what trust. I might not understand what's going on, you know, but he's the King of Kings, yeah, and that's on. not in question. That's not up for debate. It's yeah. not a democracy. Yeah, he is what he is. He is who he is. <laughs> you know, and and there's no there's no question about We're the that. clay. He's the potter. He's the potter. And so I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna submit and I'm gonna trust him. You know, and that's just it's it honestly boils down to a lot of times again. Are we willing to allow ourselves to humble ourselves? Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says, you know, humble yourselves. Yeah. You know, and that's something we have to consciously do. Yeah. We have to consciously go, okay, you know, whether it's from, you know, testimonies like this, what does that do? These testimonies in scripture mm-hmm. help us. Help us, yeah. You know, to believe on, okay, he, he's trustworthy. Yeah. You know, then you receive the Holy Spirit and it's like a whole new level of, okay, he really is trustworthy. Mm-hmm. He's speaking to me. He's helping me. You know, there's there's different things than our own personal testimony, you know, of, of what God's taken us through, how he's, you know, never forget the things that God's done for us. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let those things go or just be, you know, here nor there, you know, oh, well, yeah, you know, 10 years ago, he, you know, I had real bad migraines, but God, you know, delivered me. And then all of a sudden we just get back into the busyness of life. And then all of a sudden that miracle that's mm-hmm. happened has just it's way on the the gray scale it's just mm-hmm. out of the way completely forgotten but let's remember the things that god has done that god has done so that we keep that attitude of thankfulness mm-hmm. of humility of submission because that's how i mean jesus was that way like you said all the time he was the most submitted so even when jesus cuz it says he loved lazarus so mm-hmm. you can't tell me jesus didn't think we need to deal with this i don't yeah. want to die yeah, he's got feelings. He's got a mo. He's in a man. In fact, in fact, later on when he gets there, we're around twenty. Let's mm-hmm. see. Whenever he gets the shortest, was the shortest scripture yeah, in the Bible, verse thirty-five. Verse thirty-five. If you want to memorize the scriptures, only two words. <laughs> two words. Jesus, Jesus wept. wept. So you go. Okay, you bring the full story context here. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along, he was deeply moved in the spirit and troubled. Hmm. Deeply moved in spirit. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see. And this is Jesus wept. And the Jews said, see how he loved, loved him. him. So you can't tell me that Jesus in all this, he wasn't fighting his own. Mm-hmm. You know, not not fighting in the sense of like, it was just this. But I mean, he was wrestling with his own emotions. Mm-hmm. This is a friend who he's cared about. He He's known. Mm-hmm. And he's he's dead. Yeah. He's in front of him, and yet Jesus is having to submit to the Father. Yeah. And trust, because he's trusting the Father that the Father's going to do something. Yeah. And so he's got direction to go wake him up. He's got direction to go wake him up. And so um, go on down to verse 39. Uh, Jesus once more, verse 38, was deeply moved. There's that emotion when he came to the tomb. 
It was a cave, and it had a stone laid across the entrance. This is verse 38 of John 11. Verse 39, he said, take, take away, away the stone. stone. But Lord, Martha said, the, the you know, sister, um, the sister of the dead man, by this time, there's going to be a bad odor. He's been in there for four days. So he's he's been in the tomb yeah. for four his body is days. And there's going to be a bad odor. And so Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you would believe, and what's that word mean? Trust. If you, would you wouldn't, trust. if you would, did I not tell you if you would trust me, you would see the glory of God. Now, where does that come from? We skipped over it, but back earlier when she ran out to meet him. That's right. You know, when she ran to meet him and she said, you verse know, Lord, 29, verse, or one, excuse me, no, 23. Back up, yeah, back verse up 23. to 23. Um, the whatever God will give you, whatever you ask. Verse 22, Jesus said, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, well, I know he'll rise again at the resurrection last day. In other words, back to that hope issue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I believe in resurrection. He'll, but it's a future I thing. I believe in the scripture. Cause again, you have to understand the Jews. I mean, they understood Jesus coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times even this is a freebie here. I don't want to go down this rabbit trail too far, but freebie. Uh-huh. You wonder why Peter was willing to chop off an ear mm-hmm. in the garden of Gethsemane. It's because in Peter's mind, you think about what we as Christians now are expecting the second coming. Yeah. The new Jerusalem, yeah. him coming back to rule with a rod of iron mm-hmm. over all the nations, the millennial let's, let's reign. Take over. That's that's. I mean, a lot of times when you think that's what Peter, that's what they were expecting. They thought he came. He now came, we're going to take. And over. now we're going to take over. Gonna He's going to rule. That's He's why gonna, the cross made no sense because we're going to we're going to take over the planet. I mean, Peter, they're ready to die. <laughs> that's why Thomas, let us go die with him. Like, <laughs> let's go. Like Charge. these guys are like ready for war. They are. I mean, they believe our King has come. He's going to mm-hmm. lead us into battle, and mm-hmm. he does. And he does. And he does. We're, 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 I mean, as Christians, we're waiting. But what they didn't factor in was the Gentiles being yeah. saved. What they didn't factor in was the full redemption, the of, full man's redemption of man's heart and soul, heart. Yeah. restoring trust to the heart of man. That's right. And so, so then Jesus says, he verse, says 25, verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who trusts in me. I know it says believe, but I want you to hear the word trust because that's yeah. what it's all about. The one who trusts in me will live, even though they die. Whoever lives by trusting in me will never die. Do you trust this? Do you believe this? Do you, Do trust you believe this? this? But I want you to hear the word trust because this is all yeah. about Do trust. You trust Do you trust this? Do you trust what I'm saying? And she said, well, I trust that you're the Messiah, the Son of God, who's coming to the world. Now back down to where we were, take away the stone. By this time, there's a bad odor. Verse 40, did I not tell you? That's what he was referring back to. Did I not tell you that if you would believe and trust me, you would see the glory of God? Now look at verse 41. They took away the stone. Jesus looked up. So he's praying. So this is submission right here. Uh Uh-huh. This is this is a this is a direct line of submission. Yes, you know even Jesus because this is this is scriptural. The you know the um, the guy came up to him and said, "Good teacher, good teacher," and he goes, "Whoa, whoa, don't call me good. There's no one good but the Father." Yes. So even in Jesus's own ministry, the miracles, the signs, he accredited everything, everything to, to the, the Father because he was what he was submitted to the That's Father. Right. He said, "The works that I do, it's my Father working. It's he does father. the works." There you go. The teaching you hear, it's my father's Father. doctrine. Yeah. I mean, he didn't take credit for one sermon. No. He didn't take credit for one miracle. <laughs> he said, it's all the father. It's all the I can father. only do. He said, in fact, this will really trip people up and <laughs> really scramble their theology. He said, I can of myself do, do nothing. nothing. 
That's a that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> <laughs> but back to verse 41. So he goes to the Father, Father. He says, our Father. I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe you sent me. Now think about that statement. Father, I thank you that you hear me always. Yeah. See, we talk about conversation a lot on this podcast because life is just a compilation of conversations, whether it's in the home, at work, on the go. I mean, the thing Not even always verbal. Exactly. It's not always verbal, but life is just a string of conversations. I mean, that's what's putting your life together. That's what's invoked emotion. That's what's invoked faith. That's what's invoked anger. That's what's invoked whatever you're doing. Understanding is conversation. So notice what Jesus said here is, Father, I thank you that you hear me always. You know, a lot of times we think God's listening when we get on our knees and put our hands together and we posture ourselves in prayer. But here's the beautiful, amazing, intimate reality is that God hears us all the time. Yeah. You hear us always. So he hears us when we let our tongue get out of control. That's true. He hears us when we let our emotions, <laughs> you know, create a train wreck. <laughs> you know, he, he hears all of it. And of course, that's not to shame any of us, but it's to realize and and bring in a godly and holy and and precious holy fear to realize God's not just listening when we posture ourselves to speak to Him and then want to hear from Him. It's not, you know, prayer's not like a walkie-talkie. Hello. You know, you're not just like, all right, now I'm going to talk to God. And then... Yeah, click, click, click it, off. it off, and I'm you know back about my business. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. God, you know, I, <laughs> the other day we were traveling. This this will give you a, a word picture. Um, we were traveling, and and uh, while we travel, we still keep up a teaching regiment over in France uh, with a Bible school, and so we do it via Zoom. And so I'm going to disclose something here. You've go. probably seen some memes like this, you know, when the whole COVID thing hit and everything went online. Oh, and, yeah. And you had, you had pastors, you know, preaching via Zoom. And you'd see a picture of somebody dressed up in like a shirt and tie and they got like shorts on. Exactly. You know? Well, that was me. <laughs> now, I didn't have shorts on. I had jeans, but I just I threw on a dress shirt, put my tie on. Mm-hmm. Had my jeans on, yeah, so, but all they saw was yeah. all they saw was a shirt and tie. But how many know that's God sees the jeans? God sees the jeans. <laughs> you know that's right. You know it's like you're sitting in there, you got your hair done up, but like everything else is like not put together. That's so funny. So whether God it's audibly or visibly, we're not hiding anything from God. No, none of our read Job. Hello, read Job. I want to. You know, it's against freebie. Um, again, even in, you're, you're pretty generous today. I'm with the freebies. I uh, just the other day I was we was we was working and doing some stuff, and I, I in my ears I put the I had my headphones and I was listening to Job. And man, you just want to get you know a good dose of humble soup. Yeah, you know you just you, you you read and you listen to Job and just the conversations back and forth. And a lot of times it is pretty thick conversation. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna you know throw that out there spoiler alert Spoiler alert! it's pretty thick there's a lot of words and a lot of stuff that i mean i think can go over a lot of people's heads but the real core of everything is where god stands in the universe hello you know the position who is he and who who, are we who is he and who are we and 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 the relationship between the two you know where do we stand you know with god and and why is what jesus did so powerful yeah because it really creates such an appreciation for like whoa 
I mean, Jesus really did merge the gap. Yeah. He really became the the way. Mm-hmm. He became the door. He says, yeah. no one comes to the Father but through me. In other words, he merged two... I mean, he essentially merged galactic uh-huh. force, <laughs> raw power, the spirit of God, you know, creator of everything. With a man of clay. With a man of clay. <laughs> it happened to merge the two. And now here we are able to communicate with Father God Hello. freely Woo. through what Jesus did on the cross. Praise you, Jesus. You know, it says all things in heaven and earth are reconciled to him mm-hmm. through the blood of his cross. Colossians chapter one, you know. And so that's why when Jesus is saying, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Yeah. I know that you always hear me. You know, we can stand yeah. in Jesus's righteousness and say, hey, Hallelujah. you know, Lord, I thank you that you hear me. I thank you that you always hear me. But understanding that, again, it's not just like some walkie-talkie. Creator God is not, you know, it's not something to be messed with. That's right. There's no, you know, the Bible says don't, I mean, Jesus said don't tempt the Lord your God. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever the devil was, don't tempt him. Yeah. Or there's a reason why you don't tempt God. Read the Old Testament. Hello. Read some of the things that came upon nations that came in resistance to Israel. Yeah. Read some of the things, I mean, Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, Jesus, even out of his own mouth, Sodom and Gomorrah was a sign mm-hmm. to those. Hello. <laughs> you know, and, the, <laughs> so and we, then Jesus brought it in. He said when he was going through Capernaum, he said, it's going to be more merciful in the day of judgment for yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah than you, Capernaum. Because, because had they if, known. Had they seen the works you've seen, they'd have repented. They'd have turned. <laughs> they'd have turned. There but, you go. So so let's look here. So in verse 43, when Jesus then cries out with this loud voice, he says, Lazarus, come out. Yeah. Lazarus, come forth. This, the power that was released through those words. Through words. Took a man, in, a body that had been dead four days, a man whose spirit had obviously left the body, the spirit came back into the body. The body came out of not only the dead, this dead man came out. His hands and feet were stripped with linen, you know, the, the grave wrappings. And Jesus then said to those roundabout, probably his disciples, fellas, go take off the grave clothes and let him go. That's right. So Lazarus woke up because Jesus spoke to him. And I tell you, you and I today, any area of our life that may seem just completely gone, out of control, it's hopeless. You might just use the term, that dream is dead. That's dead. That relationship is dead. There's nothing. I mean, in fact, it's it stinks by mm-hmm. now. It's four days dead and rotten. Yet, when Jesus speaks, and he speaks under the authority of the Father, and he brings the Father's will through his word, yeah. there is the hope. There is the power available to bring that thing back to life. Yeah. And so that's really what we wanted to get to today in today's conversation Mm. as we kind of unpacked this little passage in John 11, saw a lot of different family dynamics, saw a lot of different conversational Mm. dynamics, Yeah, ones that we can all relate to, but at the bottom of the, of the, situation or at the uh, the point, what the takeaway we hope for you is you can trust Jesus. We want you to trust Jesus. Jesus loves you so much. He loves us so much. That's what the cross so clearly, undeniably communicates to us is that God loves us. Yeah. He's unwilling to live without us. If he didn't, I mean, all he had to do is leave yeah. us alone. Well, and we'd have... We'd 
it would all been over. That's so true. And you know, I just I wanted to bring this into into all this because again, you understand what Jesus has done. Yeah. And reconnecting in the the authority on Jesus's words. Lazarus come out. Now the Bible says if you believe on him, you confess with your mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're saved. And you read in Romans chapter 6, it says this, or do you not know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism and into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too, we too. may live a new life. So when we're born again, we receive yeah. again God into our, into our hearts, into our being. Whenever we confess Jesus, we receive mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. Then we go in the waters of baptism. Come on. Then we come out of those waters. We go down again yeah. under the waters into death. Yes. But then we raise again as a new creation. Jesus, the Bible says God is in heaven. Jesus is in heaven interceding mm-hmm. for us, for his church, for his body. Yeah. So he's he's speaking out over he's you know I like to think of his you know he's communicating with the Father uh-huh. on our behalf on our behalf you know Sam you know I'm sitting here you know again say I miss it and again I'm not again I've missed it plenty of times I'm probably gonna miss it again and again that's just a part of until things are finished and he mm-hmm. comes again and I got a new body I'm dealing with this flesh it's yeah. just a part of the deal it's what I'm I'm working through it I'm dealing with it and. I miss it. I come to him in repentance. Mm-hmm. I say, Jesus, you know, I, you know, I ask you to forgive me. I thank you that what you did on the cross, you redeemed me that on my worst day, you knew what I would yeah. do from the beginning to the end. You're the alpha, the omega. You know every mistake, and yet you still credited me as righteous. Hallelujah. And Lord, I just received that righteousness. I remember what you did. I receive forgiveness, and I come to you in repentance and apologize because that was wrong. That's yeah. not who I am. Yeah. That's not who you died to make me. Mm-hmm. And so then there's a conversation that I have with Jesus. Hello. Then Jesus can go to the Father and say, hey, yeah, see right. him? I'm I'm standing for Sam right now. Yeah, I'm standing in his place. He by faith has come under me, mm-hmm. and I by faith say, "Hey, he's you know he uh, he becomes an intermediary." Yeah, between the Creator, who if sin mm-hmm. can't live in His presence, and the Creator's right. presence, you you'd melt into the carpet. <laughs> I mean, Father God. I mean, yeah. the planets tremble. Mm-hmm. It says things visible and invisible. The you know you read Job, it talks about the pillars of the earth shake. Yeah, I mean, there's things that are. I mean, they are they tremble in the presence of God. Yeah. And we're invited into his presence. And we're invited into his presence through Jesus. Through Jesus. And so when we come into this baptism, it's like we all become like Lazarus. Yeah, exactly. In this situation. We come alive. We come Christ. alive. He has come out. Mm-hmm. He's called us on the cross. He said, come out. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the cross, it'd be like a billboard. Jesus saying, come out come of there. Come out. Rise, uh, up, rise up, come out of the death of sin and come yeah. into the light and the life of love. Because see, sin is darkness. Again, mm-hmm. back to what was earlier in the chapter. Yeah. And he says, those who walk in the day, they don't stumble. But if you walk at night, then you stumble. Well, why is that? If you're walking in sin, of course you're going to stumble. But you come into the light of the love of Jesus Christ and he calls you mm-hmm. into the light. Yeah. So he's called us. Yeah. Those whom he called, he foreknew and he foreknew. Yeah. Okay. He calls us into this light and this life of love. This gospel, this good news mm-hmm. that Christ has taken away the sins of the world. Yeah. You come into the light and you, you're you transformed. And it's literally 
what verse uh, 44 is talking about. It's taken away the grave clothes. See, we've yeah. all come alive in Christ. And if you put your faith and you trust in Jesus, now all that's left is just taken off the grave clothes. Things that we've learned in this life that we should have never learned. That's Things good. that we went through that's that, has, so good. that has touched us wrong, handled us wrong. We've believed lies about ourselves. Lies that's been about, put on us. Put on us as a label or as an experience or as a feeling or as emotion. Or words. So now all we're doing from here on forward is just taking off those grave clothes. Mm-hmm. We're just unwrapping this little strap, this little strap, this little piece, this, this little habit, piece. This habit, you know. this habit, this bad attitude, this, you know, this is the way we always did it, whatever, culture. Yeah. We're just taking off the grave clothes that That's have come so on the good. human family for thousands and thousands of years where deception has just ruled. Yeah. In Jesus, we come alive. We wake up. Wake right? up. We're coming but out. We're, we're like, We're whoa. coming out. Whoa, man, that was. <laughs> and when you first come out, how many know the sun's bright? <laughs> You're like, oh, oh. But as you walk with yeah. him. Yeah. And then later on, you read he's sitting at the table eating. That's right. So we hope today's conversation has encouraged your faith. We're glad you're a part of Family Mission. Come we're out. Glad you're awake. You're awake today. You're awake. You're awake in Jesus. Awake and alive. And just don't be hard on yourself. Just realize anything that convicts you that Holy Spirit works yeah. is just to get the get the grave clothes off. Just yeah, to unwrap things that tried to get on you. That is so good. Let don't. Let, don't let, man, I'm trying to, I mean, just, my heart's just exploding. Don't let that self-condemnation yeah. come in. Jesus has called you righteous. He's called you holy. He says, mm-hmm. be holy as I am holy. He's called us into a better life. Amen. He's redeemed us. He said it was finished. And just letting him through submission. Yeah, that's right. Through trust. Through trust. Letting him just pull off the old bandages that's right. of things, of wounds that have are actually been healed because you think about it, mm-hmm. the bandages that are on Lazarus, <laughs> they're not they're not doing any good. No. He's completely whole underneath. Yeah. They're just on there as yeah. if he was dead, exactly. But he's not anymore. So now they're just unpeeling, That's taking right. off the the old wrappings and and letting God do that. But not beating yourself up because you still got a wrapping over there. Yeah, you know, let just be hum- be humble enough to say I still got a wrapping over here, and you know, Lord, I need you to help me with it. That's right. Come into that, just come into that humility even more, Amen. and then that's why he says the last shall be first. And the first shall be, last. and the first shall. He'll, he'll <laughs> ele- elevate us up into a place of absolute peace. This is just this is so fun. Amen. This is so good. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wrap her up here. <laughs> we're coming in. We always say we want you to unwrap, but we're gonna wrap this. Yeah, up. We're, we're, we're yeah unwrap. <laughs> we're wrapping this up. We're we're coming to an end here, and we just want to thank you guys so much for you know being a part of the conversation and just you know listening and and you know again trusting the Father. That's we right. just want to encourage your trust in Jesus. You know, That's right. if anything, let us point you to Christ. Let this conversation point you to more conversation with him. With him. More listening That's right. to him. You know, whatever it is in your own heart that your heart's working, let God lead you in that. So we want to thank you for joining us again one last time. But if you want to get in contact with us, if you have any questions about the podcast, anything you want to hear um, on the show, anything to that degree, you can email us at spellmanministries at gmail.com. But most importantly, check out our website, spellmanministries.org. It has information about us, social media, everything you can find on there, spellmanministries.org. Thank you guys. And remember, 
He's looking out for you. He loves you. And come up higher in Him. Amen. We'll talk to you guys later.